three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. I was just kind of recapping. Um, I think right around this time, I guess, with this day, well, no, maybe not this day. Anyways, um, I guess in, in meeting you, let me introduce you to the audience. Who do you say you are? I am a mother. I always lead with that. I'm a mother of two wonderful little queens. Uh, Jamie Jordan, in short, I am a thinker, an idea haver. <laughs> um, just, I'm, I always consider myself a person who just, I live in my imagination, I live in my inspiration, and I just follow it and see where where it takes me. That's pretty much my guide. But by title, uh, first, I'm a mom. I am a, a life coach, a community leader, and a speaker, a thought leader, all those great things in one. But um, you know, my identity pretty much uh, rests in my motherhood uh, since having my girls. So I always have to lead with that. Nice. And um, well, I guess that'd be kind of a, a strange question. <laughs> I was going to oh. say, how did you become a mom? <laughs> I never, I never, um, I actually never really like imagined or, or was able to see myself as, as a mother, you know, or like what mm-hmm. it would be like, but through, I have two daughters. So, um, it's interesting just realizing like in a moment and instant that like your life is no longer yours, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're not living for one, you're living for two and then not three. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, uh, it, it was something of something that I just never really realized how much of um, of an impact it would have on my life. So, mm. yeah, it's just it, it, there was one, and now there's this three of us. And <laughs> I, I always look at it like, you know, everything that I do, every action, every thought, everything. It's just like that reminder that this is not only for me. You know, mm. there's three of us. Every decision, even if it's like something as simple as I don't know, going out in the evening, I'm like my safety you have to be safe i have to think extra think ahead because it's not just for me it's for them so um now i guess you know i was always meant to be you know um a mom and 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 the leader of these two little amazing people i just i didn't quite know what it would look like but it's it's really amazing you know it's really great awesome and I, i guess as as you've been a mom have they kind of picked up some of your characteristics some of your creativity so much like so much you know i i give them i always give them like the freedom of expression like make sure they understand that they can i told them yesterday like childhood is the most exciting time because you get to explore Mm -hmm. and figure out who you are and what you like and of course they were talking about they were ready to be adults and i'm like no (laughs) um but yeah even like they're playing piano now like they're my youngest just picked up on and my oldest has been playing for a while mm. um it picked up on that they're they're speaking like they, they're empowerment speakers they speak to other kids and adults they're mm. leading and um i just never really realized how like exactly how much they were watching and paying attention and absorbing 
every single thing that I do. So like, yeah. <laughs> like not trying intentionally trying to make them like me. They they yeah. are picking up a lot, a ton of my characteristics, even in their in their mannerisms and their ways of being. Um, mm-hmm. Had so when when my oldest was um, a baby, I was in nursing school at the time, so I was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, studying every night and, and every day. And I had all the books and everything. It was just always like notes and stickies everywhere. And um, she was with me like all the time. So she picked up on kind of like a very mature, she has like a very mature way of being. She kind of like thinks ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very like nurturing, like the way I treat her and them, both of them, the way I treat them is the way they treat me and the way they treat others. So I'm mm-hmm. able to see in like the way they are, I'm able to see exactly like what I, what I taught them. So it's really, really cool um, to see, like I had a, I had a headache yesterday and they prepared like a meal for me and they <laughs> ice packs and they, you know, like, like, well, we're, we're going to clean the house and we're going to do everything and we just want you to rest. And they just tend it to me like, and they do that all the time. So it's really mm-hmm. cool. It's really cool to see, you know, little people and, and they're so, um, they're so great. You know, they're so pleasant. They're so sweet. They're so smart. And they'll say things like, well, you know, you made me this way or you taught me this. <laughs> I was, I, I'm just grateful. I'm just truly grateful. Yeah. Yeah. But they are, they are picking up on a lot of my ways though. I didn't, I didn't know they would, but they are. That's gotta be somewhat rewarding. Yeah, it is. It's very, very rewarding. It's very sweet. And even like they'll uplift me. Like they'll, you know, either tell me good luck or you did a great job or don't worry mom you got this and mm. they'll come in with even like the brick terminology though to come in and tell me one of my quotes they'll come <laughs> back and say to me like mom remember who you are and you got this and it's just really cute it's just really sweet yeah That's Very awesome. rewarding. i guess I, I was saying um earlier I, I was reflecting on how like meeting you or i guess how would i say i I met you kind of in passing at one of the ETA conferences in Philly. And I just remember like you having this energy about you where it's like you're pumped to be there, but also engaging with other people and then being a a creative, like capturing moments either through video and things like that. And just, um, I forget the, the, I feel like I'd remember, I remember the question you asked me, but then whenever I I'm trying to, tell you because i think i I tried to tell you this is like hey you i remember you asked me this thing and i'm like i can't think of it but just um your ability to be able to inspire other people i think it's a great thing that you're able to not only inspire your daughters but that in return they inspire and motivate you in the times that you don't feel up absolutely yeah it's so and you know hearing it from a little person you know it's even (laughs) more um it impacts you even more but yeah it was uh it was interesting you know during those times when I was kind of traveling and going to those places I I never really fully realized the like the impact of just like a moment of connecting with a person like just Mm -hmm. a a quick introduction until it kind of came around full circle and um I would meet the person again and they would say I remember the moment when Mm -hmm spoke to me and so that's that's that was really cool for me and I, I think the question I asked you I believe I asked what inspires you right. or something yep. that was, some, it. was it was that it yeah that was uh, it. something to that nature because we're driven by what inspires us and like really big on following inspirational energy 
you know, mm-hmm. and inspiration is what ultimately probably um, allowed both of us to be at that place at that time, like somewhere mm-hmm. totally geographically different from where we would have normally been. We, we put effort and energy into being there and it, it probably was you know, the inspiration. So I, I think that's what I asked you. And right. And the responses that, have been tremendous. Like just knowing that people remember that that moment, you know, and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny about it is that I guess it caught me off guard because I, I was going there um, to Philly, coming from Georgia, you coming from Louisiana. It's mm-hmm. I went there to be inspired. So then it's like when being asked the question, what inspires you? I'm thinking in my head, it's like, I'm not really inspired right now, but like now I feel prompted to think about something inspiring. So then it's like, okay, like being here, although I came to get inspiration, it's like, it's, it's kind of a reminder that like, oh, you, some part of inspiration already resides within you. And I, I think from that time, um, not always having to look outside myself to be prompted for inspiration has been something that's like subconsciously come up or just something that I've been able to work on on my own and also get help in, like you mentioned, doing um, life coaching and being able to um, get help in a way that you don't constantly have to return to the well, but you start picking up tools that you can help yourself with so where you're not always operating from a a place of crisis or just like a panic like help 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 but like okay hey when things are not ideal like okay this is what i do or if i'm feeling a little bit worried or anxious like here's how i calm down so like learning things like that are great and just remembering that question and being able to ask that question it, it's something it's it's like a good thought exercise but it's also something that's like life-giving yeah very much so very much so you know because here's like in in my you know understanding that certain things inspire us for certain reasons you know mm-hmm. and we're, we're drawn to those things for particular reasons and, and depending upon how you respond to it it, it, it really makes a difference in how your life unfolds. You know, you can follow the inspiration or you can treat it like a fleeting thought and, mm-hmm. you know, you can ignore it. And then when you treat it like a fleeting thought, it's like, it's, it's like this little voice that's calling out to you saying, Hey, this is like, this is interesting to, to right. us. This makes our heart beat a little bit faster. This, this is something that you're supposed to be drawn to it. And then when you follow it, you find a little bit more, inspiration along the way and it's like little doors and little paths that you have to you have to allow yourself to um to follow it and i think that voice is 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 always there it's just are you receptive to it are you listening to it do you do you give life to that voice or do you ignore it or do you smother it so i'm always looking for things that inspire me whether it's like something tiny or something grand if it speaks to me in a certain way Right. I follow because I'm like, that's for me. Something mm-hmm. about that is, is for me in some way. So that I, I believe that's why I was, you know, asking. Um, and I asked people that question, like across, across the nation. I have people from <laughs> different states and they're like, I remember when you asked me and I have some moments on camera um, where I would put the camera on the person and like, what inspires mm-hmm. you? Or, or what's your dream? It may have been that. What's your dream or what mm-hmm. inspires you? Because I just, I like to ignite that voice in people 
you know, and give them like the reminder that it's okay to lead with that voice. It's okay. Yeah. Like let, let that voice speak up for, for once or, or speak up louder than your natural voice, because that's the one that we usually keep silenced right, oddly right. enough. And that's the one that we need to break us free from where we are to where we want to be. So I think that's yeah. why I have it there. So I'm glad to know that it, that it, um, that it resonated, you know? Yeah. And the funny thing that that's funny from that moment was um, one of the things I, I took as a, a takeaway as a goal was to start a podcast by October. Yeah. I think that's what I wrote down October of 2019. And it's like, I think the conference was maybe in, I want to say the start of August, maybe. And then when I got back, like I initially just wrote whatever I wrote in my notepad and just put it away, kind of forgot about it. I was like, ah, I'm not worried about that. And then somehow or another, like that little voice again of inspiration kind of um, helped me dig it back up and yeah. reach out to a buddy of mine that I'd met earlier in the year, just like, hey, uh, can you help me record an episode? And we were kind of just like catching up. We'd met maybe two months before and just talking for a little bit about what he did and um, recorded a short bit of it and then trying to listen back to it. I was like, Oh no, like just put it away again. <laughs> like the, uh, like putting away the notebook, but then reminding myself like, okay, as you get to doing things, which kind of ties into what, what you're doing now with your group bricklayers is like, as, as you, look to start something it's better that you start rather than just like uh now it's not the right time no this isn't good but like if you if you have something that speaks to you enough or something that you care about it it doesn't have to be perfect at the beginning but like so long as you're willing to do something and just work on it little by little like you eventually have three years of experience in something whether it's like looks great, doesn't look great, but it's like you built up a bit of confidence, a bit of reserve. And it's like, okay, like, I kind of like this thing, that thought that I have, what it wasn't so small and it wasn't so fleeting. Like, it's good that it, it stuck around for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, you know, it's about one thing that I didn't mention that, that the community that I lead is, is bricklayers. And it's, it's rooted in the idea that, you know, the, the greatest success stories of all time, they all started with a single brick. You know, the greatest monuments ever built, they started with a single brick. And, and there's, you know, tons of parallels that I draw from bricklaying. But, you know, one of them is that a, an action, you know, like an intentional action. Like when you take inspired action, you act on something that inspires you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what that action looks like. Like it doesn't matter if the first action is starting the podcast or launching a product or launching a brand. The first brick is pulling out your notebook, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, the first brick is writing that idea down. And then you can lay bricks in the in the what I call the behind the scenes work, meaning like there's so much that you can do to build yourself up, to build your idea up. All, you, all you're responsible for is giving your idea life, right? Mm -hmm. If there's an idea that you have and you build on it, if there's something that you need to, to learn more to better execute your idea, well, every time you go into your studies and you learn that, that's a brick and you build and you build and you build. And then at some point, your work will be, um, front and center, so to speak, then you'll launch the podcast or you'll launch 
And then your, your books are going to be episodes, episode one, episode two, season two, get this guest or go on this platform or get this income. You know, the bricks look different over time, but there's, it, it kind of like deconstructs that, 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 that feeling or like that stasis where you're not doing anything because you feel like the first step has to be like this grand gesture, which it, it, it doesn't. There's like so much that goes into um, an idea. You know, and right. I like to like focus, I like to keep like a broad perspective so that you can really see all of the different aspects and facets of an idea of a dream. There's not only one way to approach it. So, um, yeah, I, I love that you you got in your notebook and you see if you <laughs> hadn't written it down, you wouldn't have had anything to go back and, and you know, build on later. So very important aspect. I'm glad you brought that up of like nurturing your ideas. You have to give them life. And right. oftentimes we're, it's, it's, it's just you and you, there's no one else there. Like you have to tend to your thoughts, you get them out on paper, you give them life, they get legs and then they get, they grow, but you have to take that first step by like just honoring, do the simple, the simple task of honoring your ideas of, of honoring your mind, honoring your own brilliance. This idea came to you for a reason. So honor it and, and, you know, give it, give it a bed to sleep in, feed it, take <laughs> care of it, you know, raise it, you know, don't right. just let it spin off into oblivion. Like it doesn't matter because <laughs> that's the thing that, that will change your life in the direction that you want it to be changed in. So, yeah, I love that you, that you kept up with the idea and that, and once you started, you like, you hit the ground and you just kept going, you know, you were super, super consistent. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's rewarding to look back and see, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's very rewarding. And, and what's funny, it's even going back and being able to, listen to old conversations and it's like reliving conversations or reliving moments that are um like being able to find different things in there that i i may not have caught on before and even thinking that like oh this was so bad and then you listen back and it's like oh, maybe it wasn't as bad but there's also something you said earlier about um being able to distinguish the the thoughts or the the things that inspire you or the whether it's something you view online or it's something you find out and about that you have to know what's for you and being able to keep that versus like something that you can share with other people like has that been something challenging to do like being having your own group and kind of having having um, daughters as well and being having to distinguish between like okay this is like you're constantly giving 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 but at the same time you have to have things to give to yourself to where it's like if you give everything that comes into your psyche it's like you you don't you don't have like a, a full cup to give from so to speak is that something yeah. that you find hard to do at times uh, very interesting question. Very, I don't think I've ever been asked that. So it's uh, it's challenging in the way of now. If you were to ask me this question some time ago, mm -hmm. I'm sure my answer would be way different. But I spent I spend actively spend almost all my time in in this space. So I've like matured and grown and learned um, a lot of things along the way in terms of of having confidence in my voice and my space and how to operate within this role and within this purpose you know mm -hmm. i'm a purpose driven person i'm following my inspiration i'm also following what i believe to be my purpose so but but my answer to that now 
um, it's, it's interesting because I did have to get to a point to where I learned how to um, just kind of separate the Jamie that is for the world mm-hmm. and for the, like my sole purpose when I get in front of anyone is just like, look, how can I inspire you? How can I uplift you? How can I help you? How can I help you unlock something? So I'm there to serve. Um, but then also, yes, making sure that I nurture myself. So the, the challenge now comes in the form of other, other people's kind of like suggestions or not so much expectations, but suggestions. People will say, do this. you got to do this now. <laughs> Why aren't you doing this? Why are you not? And and I get it. I get it every day. I got it today, right mm-hmm. before here. Someone, you know, was, was it, it's just, it comes from a place of love, but right. people will urge you, Hey, you, you, you should do this with your project or you should do this with your voice or you should go here. Mm-hmm. And there's, that's the, that's the challenge. Um, because you, I know where I am and, and, and like, you know, you, you have a little knowing within yourself, you know what mm-hmm. you need, you know where you are. Um, you, there's a stillness that you can find in, in your heart to where, you know, like I should be still here and get some more insight, get some intuition, feel my way through this part of my life. And right. then this part is for the business or for the world or for, you know, for display. Um, so the, the, the challenge is in, there are certain things that are, um, that I'm nurturing right now, right? Gotcha. Like marinating, you know, things mm-hmm. are building. I'm like building certain things. I'm studying. I'm in, I'm in a place of learning. I'm in a place of um, a lot of self-care, a lot of just nurturing between myself and my family. And then there are certain things that, that, that I know that I'm ready to lead with. And then I'll get people who are saying, why aren't you doing X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. You should do this. You should speak here. You should launch this. You should mm-hmm. do that. And the challenge is I know myself right. and I trust myself. I got to a place I trust myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I spend so much time with that voice, with that inspired voice. I, I've learned to um, I build a solid relationship between my inspired mind and my logical mind and my physical body. So it's like they trust each other. I trust when it's time to move. I trust when it's time to be still. And so when you have people saying, why aren't you doing this? If you aren't solid and strong in your mindset, it can get mm-hmm. to you and then you jump and you do something that you know you're not prepared for. Right. Um, and, and the real challenge is people will will take your inactivity because mm-hmm. they don't see the work. I don't right. put everything out. I I, <laughs> I, I, I I honor and value my 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 privacy and I do a lot of building in my private space. So they will take your um, or my, 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 what they consider to be inactivity. Why aren't you doing anything? Right. It's almost like, why aren't you graduating? I'm like, I'm studying and taking the exams <laughs> in my third semester. I can't just pull the degree from the dean's. Like I right. have to go through the process. So it's that, and they'll take my inactivity and even have, have spoken it to me as, have you given up on yourself? Mm. Are you, are you, are you being lazy? And, and and why do you even care about this? And that's yeah. the challenge because I'm like, I know me and we're solid. And so yeah. with 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 that, that's definitely a challenge because you 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 feel the need to at times you feel the need to, well, let me just go ahead and 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 move forward. But then it's if it's if you're wanting to move and rush to to satisfy someone else or please someone else or to kind of prove yourself, mm-hmm. then that's not um it's not the right kind of momentum you want to have. Right. So right. 
I would say that initially, you know, the challenge was in finding a boundary because yes, every time I get a bit of enlightenment, I'm like, guys, guess what I just learned, you know, and I, right. and I want to share everything. Um, and then it turned into more my stillness. And and I, I think stillness is, you know, a person that can lead and 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 and, and, and be still and, 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 and quiet, you know, like leadership doesn't have to be loud and you don't have to be seen and you don't have to be at the forefront of everything. And I found a real peace in like my own space and, and I found a peace in, in my pace. Yeah. And that's the challenge because, you know, some other people will say like, you're so great. Why aren't you doing more when I'm doing more than I've ever done? And I may be even doing more than them. It's right. just that it's not, it's not broadcast. And one thing about bricklayers, if you think about bricklayers, they're not televised. It's not a, a fancy like job where it's, you're on there on television and they're on social media and you see every bricklayer. <laughs> they, they don't care about the, the, the stage. They care about the work. Right. So this is why you may, you know, pass the same area every day. And then one day you're like, oh, they're building. And then the next week there's a building there because right. the bricks are laid behind the scenes. And so I find so much joy in my behind the scenes work. And it's so like the return on that investment is tremendous. The, the return on the investment of that quiet work, mm-hmm. it's tremendous. Because if you invest in yourself behind the scenes, if, if I go and study and watch a tutorial tonight, tomorrow I'm emerging into the world as a different Jamie. I'm not the same person I was today because I'm now more educated and more skilled. Mm. So everything you do from that point forward is affected in a positive way. Whereas if you're just wanting to be, to look like, you know, you're, you're relevant and you <laughs> want to show up, then what happens to that behind the scenes investment that goes in, into you? Right. So I have to balance it out, but I would say that's where the challenge is, is, is being confident in my stillness mm-hmm. and blocking out the judgment of others and, and of their perception of taking it as, um, inactivity. That's yeah. the challenge. I, I I agree with you almost a hundred percent because it's it's um I guess having the background or the training that we both had going through um coaching, going through um disc assessment, like personality assessment, I think we kind of fall on the same um yeah. in the same category, so to speak, where you have the the S's or the pacing and like having recognizing leadership in your pacing is something that's very powerful because it's like knowing that you have quiet leaders as well as like expressive leaders more so vocally it's it's a it's a good comfort and also just developing that self-confidence in yourself to know that you matter enough to listen to yourself listen to the steel voice even on the days that you may be feeling good as well as on the days that you may not be feeling good but learning to give love to yourself before you're willing to like give love to someone else. I think it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing because then it it really builds up the reserve. And although someone may speak to you in a way that's like accountability in a way, you can still discern what they're saying. It's like, although you mean this for my good, I, I have an understanding of what I, I need at this time. And it's, no disrespect to the person speaking and it's no disrespect to the situation or how it's viewed because everyone can kind of view things as they choose to, or as they see it. 
because I mean, we're all individuals, but like you being able to make that distinction kind of mirrors a similar experience that I've had over the last year, really um, spending time with myself and being more um, grateful for the person that looks back in the mirror. And what's funny is that in not paying too much attention to what other people say, like if people are like, oh man, you've been great, you've been consistent. It's like, I've just learned to say thank you, not trying to um, not trying to explain what's going good or what isn't going good or, or someone to be saying, seeing this and they're like, man, you're really doing it. And it's like being able to even space things out and like build a backlog of things to where you can actually take breaks when I need to take breaks and just not be so present to where like when you show up, people are like, oh man, like where you been? And it's like, oh, just, just hanging out, just here and there. Not, nothing special. It's like a, a big deal doesn't have to be made about it anymore because I don't make a big deal about it. And it's like the more people, the, the better you learn to interact with yourself. It's like you're retraining people of like how to receive you and deal with you. And it's like the first time around, it might be a little different, but then the second time it's like, oh, okay, like that, that's just, that's just Jamie or that's her vibe. And it's like, okay, like when you show up, they appreciate it. And then if you're not there over time, people will learn that. Like, oh, okay. Like there's no construction going on today. It's just, yeah. it's a weekend. It's, it's like, just, yeah. They'll be back Monday. They'll be working away. And it's like, oh, man, did you see that thing? Like, do you know who built it? It's like, no, but right. that's a great building. That's a great, that's a masterpiece that they put up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome wonderful. to hear. You learn how to trust your hands. Like as a builder, as a bricklayer, mm-hmm. you, you, have, you have to trust your hands. And, and for what that means for you and your own discipline, it'll mean something different. But you trust your abilities. You trust your ideas. You trust your voice. You trust what comes to you, and you trust you trust your tools. Mm-hmm. And that trust is built through through the work. Whether the work looks like building something for everyone to see, or whether you're laying bricks in your backyard and tearing it down. I have bricks that I lay physical bricks. I lay in my backyard and I tear them down, and I mm-hmm. lay them and I tear them down. It's like that that physical act of of, of bricklaying helps me with the parallels of understanding like. This work is yours, and and you yes, you you get better through repetition. You get better through practice, and you learn to trust your hands the more you do it. But the work doesn't always look like physical work for the the world to mm-hmm. enjoy. I mean, there's gonna be that part, um, especially as a leader. Yes, but um, I have a responsibility as a leader. I'm a coach, right? I'm mm-hmm. a speaker, so I have a responsibility to sharpen myself behind the scenes. You know, yeah. we're good to the world if I'm not investing that time in myself. So it's um, and yes, I, I remember before we got on, I thought about the disc assessment. I remember we are both um, the, the S profile. Right. And mine mm-hmm. is 99, 99S. Um, so some of the feedback that I got was was interesting, which helped me to see some of the biases and some of mm-hmm. the um, um, just like the labels, you know, that that. These, <laughs> these quadrants have ever received, but some people were like astounded that, that I, as an S was able to build something that like to, to the degree that I built it. And it was like, it's not a matter of like a taking a more calculated or a slower, more intuitive approach to something is not a measure of your ability to be effective. 
-hmm. It's how, or how are you going to build? You right. know, how are you building? And what DISC has taught me is like, it's it, it, uh, what kind of bricklayer are you? How do you lay your bricks? In other mm -hmm. words, how do you pursue your goals? What yeah. is the trigger for you? What gets you going? What makes you hesitant? What do you respond to? Yeah. And so for me, I respond to like when I feel there's a lack of knowledge in something and I feel that. I don't feel, I don't feel dumb. I feel excited to go learn. <laughs> I don't feel inadequate. I don't feel ill-equipped. I don't feel like I don't belong. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm running to the library and I'm like, I got something to go do. I got something <laughs> to learn. I got something to study. I'm busy. I can't talk. I can't go out. Don't text me. I'm not answering any calls. I'm not doing any Zooms. I'm not doing any podcasts. I've got to study this for about a day or so. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's my approach. And then I tend to what I, what I need. And it's cool being I'm having my own space because I I'm at liberty. You're at liberty. You're at liberty to to pace yourself and to pace your life. Right. So yeah. that's that's where it goes for me. There's a lack of not like there's something I want to do or something I attempt and I fail or it's, if I get interested in something and I see, well, there is I look for the gaps There's a gap in skills mm -hmm. or a gap in knowledge or a gap in experience or just the gap in like being familiar with something. And that's what drives me. And 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 what what it looks like is and I guess it does fit the S personality type because we tend to like it's a slower pace right and similarly with the high C you want to gather information and you want to be able to make you know educated movements and educated um, decisions so think about it like this if you're looking at achieving a goal as doing like this subset of actions right mm -hmm. one list over here. And you're only measuring your success on how frequently you do these actions. And mm -hmm. you're just totally ignoring this list of things over here, which I think is like the higher S and higher C is, is drawn to is gathering that information, gathering that knowledge, getting that experience. Then, then how are you going to make your progress towards the goal? Perhaps you're not ready to go in this room yet. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you don't belong there. It just means you have to be able to shift your focus turn to the other side of the, of the field and see, oh, this, these are my bricks. My mm -hmm. bricks are not supposed to be publishing right now. My brick is supposed to be maybe learning, maybe rough drafts, maybe studying, you know, and I found so much growth in that. Um, you start with what you have, you do what you can with what you have to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. But if you want more at the end of you doing your best, if you want more, you go behind the scenes and you build yourself up. And that's the fun part for me, you know, and sometimes like back to what you're saying, like uh, trusting your voice and trusting yourself, trusting your voice and, you know, kindly disregarding the advice <laughs> or the guidance of others, you know, with love. But you take what you take what you need. Someone sure. says, hey, you should start a TV show. You take what you need. Perhaps that's the seed. And you're like, you know what? I should do that. And 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 you disregard that. They're like, you should start it this month and you build this <laughs> part away and you take right. you take inspiration and you and you maybe go research how do I start a TV show and, yeah. you know and you never know what that grows into. So you take what you need from people, you know, you don't you don't have to um a hundred percent follow your own um intuition because sometimes we do need to push need yeah. to push from other other people. But you take what you need and then and you build you build with that. And um I found just like a really beautiful flow with that. Like I, I really I really like where I am 
Um, and I find like comfort in, in the stillness and comfort. I think this is the first, this is the first podcast I've done in, I don't even know, 2022, maybe 2021. Mm. Um, Cause it's just been that much of an internal growth process for me, but I'm, you know, I'm telling people it's nice to meet you. Like it's, I'm not <laughs> even the person I was before cause I've learned so much and it's, you know, it, it, it manifests on the other side, you know, whatever yeah. you put in you perform, you, you know, you're, you're, you're essentially like if you're a computer and you're building your machine, you know, like you, you perform better when you build on yourself. So I love the idea of like laying those internal bricks, laying bricks in, in within yourself um, to, to just make yourself a, a more effective and, and more educated, more, more um, inspired or intuitive person, because again, it, it affects the output at, at yeah. every level. Yeah. That, that's a great point. And I, whenever I, I saw you um, come up with bricklayers and just the analogies you were making, I was like, that, that's, all, that's the perfect analogy. And, and the last point that you just made about building internally and laying those bricks is like, that's stuff that no one sees per se, but it's right. like, it, it becomes very apparent just seeing like how relaxed you are, how you you're okay in your own skin when you just interact with the world outside it's like okay what may have worried you before isn't as worrisome because you're like okay now i I know this isn't going to do me harm or this isn't like if i if i'm around something that was maybe harmful before now i know how to move away from it and like an analogy that i would I'd always hear used in construction because that that's been my background for a good six to eight years is um, when they say you can build something fast, slow, or cheap. You can only have two of those. So you can't have all three. So if someone wants something cheap and fast, it's usually going to um, take a long time. Wait, no, I think I got that mixed up. Fast, slow, and cheap. So if you want something built cheap and fast, I don't know what, you know what yeah, I'm trying to say. I do. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. Like the, 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 the thing about brick, and I didn't know you had a background in construction. That's we're going to have some interesting conversations. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I told, like I totally, I mean, it's, I'm not a bricklayer by trade, so mm-hmm. I had to learn, you know, I went really deep into, into learning um, the best I could by, working alongside bricklayers, talking to bricklayers, getting a haul of mm. bricks in my backyard with the mud and learning how to mix the mud. And you know, like I, I, I work closely with um, architects and bricklayers to, to like fully understand. And, and the cool thing about it, which is I've had other suggestions, like why, why bricklaying? Cause bricklaying is a dying trade. If you mm. think, say, take it literally, bricklaying yeah. is a dying trade. It's the work that nobody wants to do is, and they're coming up with new construction techniques and, and so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. bricklaying is primitive. It's it's a primitive art, and it's something that no matter how you want to chop it or slice it, bricks have to be laid with your own two hands, mm. one brick at a time, only as yep. quickly as your two hands can allow. Right. So you can't you can't like you can't rush the process for one. And oh my God, if you I'm sure you've experienced it, wanting to build something great and the sheer amount of time that it's <laughs> To build something to the degree of which you see it in your mind, mm-hmm. it's a challenge because we want so much. You know, we have such great visions, and then you're faced with 
the fact that you're a human being mm-hmm. and you only have two hands and that you're laying bricks. So even the most like the greatest, you know, bricklayer, you may you may lay 800 to 1200 bricks in a day. That's still only a portion of the building, which is a portion of the complex, which is a portion of the city that mm-hmm. you're building, which is a portion of the, you know, the life that you're building. So the fact that, that their bricks have to be laid, like back to your point, quick, quickly, you can, you can let, you can lay a wall quickly, perhaps, you know, you can, you can get into your shift and stay focused and like zone out. Maybe you can lay a wall in mm-hmm. a few hours, yeah. right? But you can't. You can't build an empire, like for the lack of better words, in a moment, in a day, right? right? And so that, I always say like, bricklayers have the unique, and and in this sense, I use bricklayers, bricklayers is a term of empowerment for me, and it it represents a person like myself, like Mm you, your listeners, people who have a vision, people who are building something with with what they have, and you have a dream, and you're going after it, Mm -hmm. and you're, you're doing the work one step at a time, but you have to, bricklayers need the very unique ability mm-hmm. to apply consistent pressure and have great patience. Yeah. So think about that. That's like it's a mind flip because you want me to go hard. Yeah. And have patience. <laughs> you gotta have <laughs> and, and, and consistent pressure, but have extreme patience. So meaning, I can lay breaks every day, every week, every month. I'm going to go as far as to say every year. You know, some mm-hmm. of the greatest successes, you hear them say, it took seven years to get this off the ground. It took 10 years. It took five years. And when you're in the moment, you're you're on, on the calendar, on the page, on the day at this hour, you're looking at it like, I don't have 10 years to try to build this. But, yeah. but realistically speaking, if you're reading those success stories and you go, ah, he's a billionaire. It took him six years to start his company. You're like, that's nothing. <laughs> Right. So being able to take out, take a look outside of yourself, take your, take your book off of the shelf. Remember you're writing this, this is the story of your life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in the story of your life and this book, this chapter, this page, this word on the page, understanding that this is but a mere glyph. It's only a stroke on the page. And do you have what it takes to apply consistent pressure by laying a brick every minute, every hour, every day, but being patient enough to see that building come into fruition. That's the real challenge. And when you need patience the most, that's when your mind tricks you. You look around and you feel like you haven't done anything. You're like, what have I been doing? Yeah. But you've been laying, you've been laying bricks. And realistically, like you may have a whole a whole building, a whole complex, a whole walkway. But I like bricklaying because if you can make that tangible connection to what you're doing, mm-hmm. then you can see, okay, I've done a lot. If you're a bricklayer and you lay 10,000 bricks, clearly you see your work. You're like, I've been right. working. You can't dispute it. But as a leader, a speaker, a writer, a coach, an author, an artist, we don't, we can't see those tangible steps. Right, yeah. those ten, we can't yeah. see those breaks. So yeah, if, if you if you want it built um, um, quickly, the quality won't be there. You know, the quality. The, the, I can pay someone to build everything that I want today, mm-hmm. and I won't be able to maintain it. I won't be able to sustain it. Someone invites me to speak, and you know, on stage, I can't sustain what I've quickly put out because the character isn't there. The person mm-hmm. isn't there. So, yeah, do you want to, you know, I would say um, wanting to do something quickly, um, it depends on what you want. If you want something grand, 
going to take time, you know, and um, the other part of it is making sure that you're applying quality effort. Every brick has to be laid with quality effort, not just throwing, throwing the brick down haphazardly, but quality effort with every step. That means, you know, one thing I always help people with is like identifying your bricks because they're going to look different for every person and every journey and and every goal. If your bricks are behind the scenes, if your brick is to, um, uh, perhaps do some research or learn something, then you apply quality effort in that break. Don't just apply effort when it's time to be seen. Right. You know, quality effort yields quality results. And um, you look up and you have a beautiful building, a, a beautiful life, and something that something that can sustain uh, your 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 lifestyle moving ahead for many years, as opposed to something. Um, you know, brick walls can fail. You don't want to build a wall and it's, you know, it fails or crumbles right under you. So a lot of great analogies. Like I love, I feel like I should have been in the construction industry. The more I learn, I'm like, this is so cool because you're able to build something with your hands. And it's just, it's like the coolest thing ever to me. Yeah. And I like the fact that you, like to your point, doing your homework, you went out and you met with construction workers, with bricklayers and architects to, have an idea of like not only the mindset behind it but then the actual action and work that goes into it and the point that you also make about being able to select your bricks like knowing okay this is good for this this is not good for this and something that's funny um not using bricks but using rocks the first job that i did i worked in landscaping and Mm -hmm. my supervisor what he would do would be to build like small water fountains in backyards where you'd have like the pump under there to circulate the water but he would build either water fountains as well as like different landscape fixtures like a wall and the best way to do that naturally is like being able to pick different types of rocks or stone that would be um more or less like long lengthwise not real um not real thick, but you'd have to be able to pick them out and kind of place them in a way that they would work together without um, making them stick, but having them stay in place. And the way that he did it and how he would describe it in the way it's either laying the rocks or even planting a garden, or if you're mowing the grass or you're weed eating, it's like there's an artistry in the way of like you see the mind kind of working and someone's on their hands and knees, like picking up this rock. So, okay, I'm going to put this here and I'm going to put that there. But before I do that, I've got to make sure that like the ground's clear. Um, Okay. These are going to take up this much space. It's going to go this high, make sure that it's out of the area where kids can't run up and play on it. Make sure nothing's going to fall back on anybody. Just like all those different things going into it. It's really neat to see and just, being around people that do that, it really gives you an appreciation for like people you wouldn't otherwise give a second look because then it's like, okay, like someone built this, like the wall that's behind me, like someone put the house together to to have a place to live. And I think that that's really neat. And also something that I'm curious, I think you've, you've spoken on it, but something I'm curious to hear from you about is what does the the rest look like? Because a lot of people talk about the work. It's always like work, 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 but like not enough people um, 
appreciate the rest periods. Like I think you recently graduated and like what what's that time been like from the time like you're just toiling away in the library doing this, doing that. And then finally you have like a minute to celebrate and breathe for a minute and be like, okay, like now that I'm taking this time off or like things are being shut down, like let me spend some time with myself. Like how did that look for you? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm going um, to back to what you said before I get there. Stonework. I, it's so fascinating. And like you said, it's and, and I, what I didn't realize I was studying this as well, but it's com- it's the compressive strength that the compressive mm-hmm. um, pressure that holds it together. is not yep. even mortar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my, so all they, all they have is there, they have the guides, you may have a string line or a guide mm-hmm. and they have the stones and it's about selecting the right stone. And then it's the compression and even bricks, bricks rely on, a lot of people don't know this, but it's the compressive strength that holds them together, not the mortar. Mortar is relatively weak. It's mm-hmm. the compression. So that's why I'm like, stack your bricks, stack your bricks, stack your bricks, because the the, the more you work, the more you build, the more solid your structure becomes. But yet with the stonework and what I love about that and bricklaying is it's, it's primitive. Mm-hmm. You look back like castles, like pyramids and temples and ziggurats, and it's it's a primitive art. They're taking something of the earth. You're taking clay and mud and water and fire and the sun, and you're building something such as a brick that's going to last for Thousands and I mean, the Great Wall of China is made of brick, you know, like the the mm-hmm. great and it's still standing. Right, right? right. And so when you think about that, that and, and, and stone, right, limestone and all these different types of stones, like you you think of that as what I, what I related to in bricklayers is it's raw materials. And this is what centers me and knowing that it's my raw gifts and talents and my raw ideas, like, you mm-hmm. know, ideas when they first come to you they're raw and they they just like it just appear like a beam of light you know you don't know where it comes from it's not refined but it's those things that's what's going to make the real difference in your life right Mm -hmm. and and we look out two seconds later and we feel like we need all these things and there's a lack and how am I going to do this and how am I going to get the money how am I going to get the funding how am I going to get this and that's a part of it. But if you don't tend to the raw materials, if you don't tend to the, the stones and mm-hmm. make sure that you're selecting the right ones, or if you don't tend to the bricks um, and make sure that you're, you're, you're nurturing just that, like I said, like it's just primitive. It, all it takes is your two hands and, and your willpower and your ability to mix the materials, right? Yeah. So I found that that was so cool um, that how they, they have to like place them together. And when you think about that again, it lends to the higher S, higher C, because you can't just grab any two stones and throw them together. You have to select them and relate that to relate that to your process. Mm-hmm. Meaning you can't just like you know launch a product or start or start a service or just like throw something out there. You have to select carefully, you have to deconstruct, take your time, understand it, perhaps um, do some research. And that's the select selection process for mm-hmm. me. Like understanding those little things. So stonework is something that just like totally blew my mind when I realized that it's about the compression and there's, there's no mortar and and these structures last like near forever. So that's really, really cool. But um, 
and it's beautiful. Like it's it's craftsmanship. I, I'm so passionate about this. It's crafts. You are a craftsman. You're not just a person, you know, doing things. You, you're a, the person who has a dream, the person who has a, a vision and a goal, and that the person who who then decides to pursue and mm-hmm. and and make that vision real. You are a craftsman of your life, right? This is yeah. an art. You know how you lay the bricks, how you select the bricks, how do you work? How do you, um, and then talking about stones, how do you piece them together? Which ones do you select? And even with bricks, you know, depending on what's in them, what what, what types of uh, materials, some of them have more of a bluish tint. Some of them have more, you know, and, and bricks yeah. are fireproof. You can't mm-hmm. burn a brick. Bricks right. are fireproof. They had this, the great fire of London um, some, several years ago, but the whole city burnt down and the, and the fire stopped at the bricks. And then they rebuilt the city um, mm-hmm. making it all brick or mostly brick, but bricks are fireproof, meaning like you take your time with this stuff, guys, like you take your time with this and you truly, you truly take part in like the art and the craftsmanship of building out your dream one brick at a time. And you treat them like bricks rather than just, you know, hoping that it'll happen or wishing that it'll happen, but you take charge and you, you get your hands dirty and you start to build whatever building means to you. Not what building means on the internet, what it means to you, right? And the internet, the internet is a great resource. It can be, but you've got to be able to have three, like a, a whole a different way of thinking about this. You take your part in building and in, mm-hmm. in the art and the craftsmanship of this, you're building something that is, is, is solid, you know, it's indestructible, um, largely to a large degree. So that's, that's my, my thoughts on that. But, um, no, I, I just I was just gonna say before you you talk about the rest, I'm very proud of you because it it warms my heart to hear you speak about it so passionately because it's like you're speaking for an appreciation for what a lot of people do that never gets seen, and I think anyone that would hear that would be very appreciative that someone notice and they don't do it to be noticed, but they do it for the love of it for the necessity of it but it's like just hearing you bring up keywords i'm just like uh this 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 is one of our own like welcome yeah, welcome you, you to the tribe thank you oh that means a lot thank you yeah the brick oh, the bricklayer is is under is unappreciated yeah. greatly bricklayer yeah. is gr- greatly unappreciated undervalued right these are the people they they they, they build we, you know, they mm-hmm. are a brick membership, they, they build the homes that we live in, like they build the cities. And, and oftentimes, these are the people that are forgotten, mm-hmm. right? And other, oftentimes, these, all, oftentimes, what people don't know about the bricklayer is all the bricklayer has is are his bricks sometimes. Like all he has is bricks and his comrades, his people that he's building with day after day, because life and, and, and the world at large has, has rejected the bricklayer right and all, mm-hmm. like all you have is is your ability and and if you know nothing else you know you trust your hands you know you can build some stuff like right. you know that's where your confidence lies so if you don't have confidence in 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 all areas that you that you need to have confidence in like believe it or not guys like just you being able to show up and lay your bricks you're building your confidence in your hands. Mm. You're building your confidence in your ability to create something. You can, like you can look at a wall and you're like, I built that. Like <laughs> I built that city. You know, and the, the thing is like, 
if we're talking actual like literal bricklayers, like the bricklayer will build the very same building that the, the person inside wouldn't even let them in for a glass of water. Mm. You know, like you're it, it's 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 thankless work. It's backbreaking work. It's difficult. It's challenging at times. But when you think about that, if you channel your ability to build for yourself, mm-hmm. right? Think of what, if you look, everything you've learned on the job, everything you've seen on the job, and then you, you, you realize I can build, I am a builder. I can, I can construct. And then you connect that to what we, what we open with. Mm-hmm. Trust in that voice. You hear the voice, you trust the voice. And then you realize that you, I have the ability to dream. I have the cognitive ability to, to write it down and to structure it and understand it and study. And I have the physical ability and the power in my hands to build this thing out. When you connect that inspired mind with your logical mind and then your hands, you, you're, you're free. You know, you're at liberty to build any and everything you want. So like, I definitely, I find a lot of like power um, and, and, and empowerment in this. It, it, it even if you are, um, you know, even if you're building something that's not directly related to your vision, or if you're building something for someone else, think about mm-hmm. it, Claire. You know, I, I can't even imagine investing my days and my weeks and my sweat and my blood and my tears at a site, and then the job's done. You got to move on. That's not it's not your house. <laughs> you got to move on, and and you're like, I built that. You know, I can't even imagine being having to walk away from it. But you know, there the the work is not lost. Like they say, energy is only. Um, it cannot be, uh, what is it created or destroyed? It's only yeah, converted, trying, like, yeah, converted into another form. The work is not lost. If, if, if you, if you're a bricklayer and you're laying bricks and you're giving it your all and you don't see the fruits of your labor yet, you, you better believe that for one, you're learning discipline. Mm-hmm. Bricklaying requires discipline, like no other, like you really bricks one at a time (laughs) every day in the heat. Like, yeah. And then also patience. You can't overlook value and the power of patience. The bricklayer can be as mad as he wants to be as impatient as he wants to be. He can't lay 30 bricks. He can't lay a whole course at a time. You can't Mm -hmm. just slap a hole. You can't just slap a brick wall in place. So it teaches you the patience that's then required to, to build out something like your vision. So um, back to the point of when I spoke to you, mm-hmm. I had laid like tons, tons of bricks in the in the realm of learning how to be comfortable with my voice, mm-hmm. learning how to trust my voice, learning how to decide to choose me and my journey over what any what anybody else thinks. You know, like sure, everybody says like you get one life, but if you think about that one life, that one life is a blip in on the you know they say the Earth is what seven hundred and 50 million years old, all these different eons and eras and mass extinctions and like earth, you know, life, the, 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 like, let's say if we live to be a hundred, that's still a, a blip. Mm-hmm. So you only have a blip. So do it right. You know, do it to the best of your ability. Let your blip mean something to, to, and something that'll, you know, affect the, those that are coming behind you in a positive way. And you think about it like that, and you realize that the same people that were perhaps maybe fearing judgment of or feeling that uncomfortable feeling, you realize you're just you're in that in the same blip as me, right? And mm-hmm. and and you choose your path, you choose yourself in that moment. You're like, I only have one chance to do this. 
I only have, what's, what's today's date? I only have one June 19th, 2022. I only have one day like this. So yeah. if I have an idea, then dang it, I should do it. Or if I want to say something, I should say it. And um, in, in those times, you know, that's when I was like, I want to connect with people. I don't remember what the driving force was, but I do mm-hmm. remember I wanted to connect with, with, with the people that I was meeting and, um, that's where that came from. It, 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 I didn't even like really give it a second thought. I just learned how to choose my own journey because it's mine. Yeah. And um, when you think about it like that, the opinions of others means that much less. And, and one more thing, if you're a bricklayer and you just know you've got to lay these bricks, like you, all you know is that you know you get to decide if at the end of the day you end up with a pile of bricks or a wall. Mm. You get to decide if at the end of your life, you end up with a stack of bricks or a monument. And so thinking about the bricklayer on the job, you've been on the job. So all he knows is that he's got these bricks to lay. Like, it's it's not subjective. It's very objective. This has to go here. And so the more time you spend listening to somebody else tell you, like, how you should do this or maybe you shouldn't, it's like, it's a no brainer. You're like, dude, I, I got to get this work done. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about your journey like that. It's like, are you going to lay the brick or not? If your mind tells you to speak to someone, Hey, speak to this guy, ask him what's his dream. I just did it. Mm-hmm. And it's like those little things look at that brick was laid years ago and it has gotten us here today. So it mattered. And that's what I want people to know. Your inspired thoughts, they matter. And, and that that thought, that's your brick in the moment. You mm. shouldn't feel like, oh, I wish I had a different brick or I wish today was, I wish, I wish you know, today was the brick for me to make 250K today. I wish today <laughs> was the day that I got on Forbes. That's not your brick right now. Your brick is that idea. Yeah. And the longer you, you, you keep that brick in your hand, you, you can't pick up another until you lay that one or you're just going to throw it away. And what good is that? Like, what good is that if you're throwing away your inspired energy? So that's, yeah, I love, I love this stuff, Asher. I really do. <laughs> Amazing. Well, let people know how they can get in touch with you or how they can connect with you. Um, so I am largely, I largely, I live on Instagram, admittedly. I, uh, at jamie.jordan, uh, J-A-Y-M-I-E, don't forget the Y, dot Jordan. Um, and, and that's for now, that's pretty much kind of like my hub where things come and go. I do have a community, the bricklayers community. I do like coaching, but, um, uh, JJ bricklayers at gmail.com for inquiries. Um, largely Instagram though. I have, I have a link tree there, but, um, yeah, I, I am migrating to other places. Um, Mm -hmm. but typically now that's pretty much my hub. Um, but I do want to, want to touch on that rest question if, yep. if you have a if you have a minute because that's yep, yep. so important um this is excruciating work you know it's not easy and it's backbreaking it's, it's very like it's 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 heavy labor uh, making your dream come true so without the rest you are um, rendering yourself like just totally ineffective and you have to implement that rest so i have a pillar in bricklayers it's called heavy lifting and it's just acknowledging that there's a lot of heavy lifting in this job. Like a, a one brick weighs, nowadays, it weighs about roughly five pounds. So you could trick yourself into thinking that this is easy stuff or you're not doing a lot. Mm-hmm. But I read a statistic that the bricklayer lays or lifts about two Boeing jets in weight a year and like True. through repetitive lifting. Right. And so um, 
and knowing that this is very difficult work, then naturally you have to have rest periods. Um, so for me, like after, like after I graduated and after, you know, and when I find those moments in between to rest, I value my rest a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And I start by asking myself, um, what, what do you need? A very simple question. What, what do you need? Mm -hmm. Not what do you want or not what do you need on the surface level? Not like I need to eat or I need a shower but, yeah. or I need a nap, but what do you need? And I look at it as going as deep as possible into providing those needs for yourself, which can take a while. Right. So I'll give you an example. Like if you think about if you, how, how you care for someone, how you love someone, you provide for them, you give them, you tend to their needs, you learn what they need and you do your part to provide for them. Well, it's like turning that on yourself and and not giving yourself the bare minimum, but asking yourself truly, what do you need? What do you need that no one else is providing? What mm -hmm. do you need that no one else knows you need? You know, only, you know, what you truly need. Um, and, and what do you need that is is lacking like where are you the most deprived mm. and you you go very deep into the process of providing that for yourself because for one there's something i think in all of us um at times at least that we have a tendency to just deprive ourselves um or neglect certain things that we need yeah. and so if you don't do like checkpoints where you check in and you're intentional about filling those reserves um, you're only going to be like a fragment of the person who you truly can become. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, a few months ago, I asked myself that question, like, what do you need? And I had been wanting to see uh, like a chiropractor or a physical therapist for like some years now because I have this mm -hmm. like pain with my back that like when I work for long hours, it hurts. And I always ignore it. Just like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And when I asked myself that question, it was so simple. I literally picked up my phone and dialed a number, <laughs> made an appointment yeah. and went. And that brick in particular that I've been avoiding for so long, literally changed my life. Like it, it, I, it, it changed my life because like I said earlier, if you invest in like improving the performance of your machine, then you're going to perform better. Mm -hmm. So I got the help. I'm now like working through, these little exercises and it's, it's helping alleviate pain it's making me stronger and like i'm better i'm stronger i'm going to continue to get better and stronger i feel better mm -hmm. and it's the fact that it came from the simple question of what do you need and then the decision to say i'm going to provide it for you yeah. and then the brick of dialing the number on my phone it was so so little energy input but it was it was a brick it was my brick at the moment and so when you look at who you want to be and you see yourself like at that place. I see my see this vision of myself on stage speaking. I see myself having like just great confidence, great posture, great mm -hmm. material, great things coming out of my mouth. Like I see myself being this powerful, great person. And then you deconstruct that. And if I were to pick any point of that, if I pick the words that I'm saying, I say, well, let me go deeper into my research and let me let me learn some more things or let me practice, let me refine my speaking ability. But if I look at my posture for one, I think posture, you've got posture issues, make a phone call, work on your posture. And that's going to take, I gave myself six months to reevaluate, but it's going to take probably a year, maybe who knows longer um, mm -hmm. to get to where I need to be. But it started with the, the brick of like picking up the phone. So you've got to be able to reverse engineer the vision and yeah. always ask yourself, 
yeah, I, I want this right now, but but what's what's in my hands right now? And you right. have to lay the bets in your hands or you're never going to get there. I think that's a powerful, a very powerful statement because although it's simple, it's necessary. And just yeah. being willing to ask yourself the question, what do you need? And mm-hmm. allowing yourself to give to yourself what you need by even mm-hmm. calling on someone to be able to help you in that situation is something big. Because I think it's it's way too easy to discount yourself and just be like, oh, well, I, I, do I really need that? Or somebody else could use that. Let me go be a, a quote unquote blessing to someone else. But it's like, you might be better off to other people if you're good to yourself first. And Absolutely. like a, a thing that I, I heard, um, another statement, not to butcher it, but I think it goes like, People overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in a day. And Mm -hmm. it's like just doing that simple thing of picking up the call for that day and scheduling your appointment. Yeah. If that's the only thing that you did that day, that accomplished more for you in that day. And it freed you up to what you could get in through the rest of the year, because now it's like you've got one less burden to focus on but now it's like oh, okay like i'm becoming stronger now i'm yeah. i have a way of dealing with this nagging this aching and i have a better way of really being a better version of myself like physically mentally emotionally it's like all the things that like okay this affected that and okay that's not as much of a problem anymore like what else can i do yeah, absolutely. So that's like, in short, the answer is you need, you know, the bricklayer needs rest. You need rest. You need quality rest, though. Yeah. And um, you have to, it's just about nurturing. You know, you have to nurture yourself. And I had an analogy a long time ago where it's like, if you're, if you have no, like no oil in your car and, and you, you, you stop immediately and you tend to it because you don't want to burn up your engine, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, you have to treat your body the same way and not deprive yourself because yeah. you 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 function better, you perform better um, when when you nurture yourself better. So Brickler needs you need rest. You have to counter that that heavy lifting mm-hmm. with quality rest, and it's not um it's not always easy to do, especially if you're eager, you know, <laughs> and you have big goals, and and you especially if you're feeling the pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, to perform or to show up, but it goes back to, again, like the, the very beginning of this conversation, you have to find peace in that stillness uh, and, and the process. Peace in the process is another pillar in bricklayers. Um, because if you don't find peace with your work, you're either gonna do um, a half-hearted job and, or, or you're going to end up building something that, that you don't even need. You don't want to look up one day and realize you built a wall of regret rather yeah. than a wall of prosperity. So you've, you've got to find peace in that process. And part of that is definitely rest and like giving yourself permission to take that rest and and, and enjoy the stillness and, and the downtime that it sometimes takes. Well said. One last question I've got for you is, are you still who you said you were? Am I still who I said I was? What do you mean? From, it's, it's from earlier, from earlier in the conversation, when I asked you, who do you say you are? Are you still that same person? 
I think so. I, I look at this as I'm on a journey, you know, and I am absolutely something happened, like something it happened along my journey at some point where I realized uh, I, I I found like a great like an excitement in this mm. journey, you know, and on a re- like a realization that I'm on a journey. I'm not stuck. Mm. I'm going somewhere, and I'm absolutely just like it's like exhilarating to wake up every day and acknowledge the fact that I'm on a journey. So yeah. I'll always say, um, um, you know, I'm on this path of like learning and understanding myself um, at a greater level and like unpacking and unfolding the ideas like a little bit at a time mm-hmm. and, and, you know, uh, building my character and my intellect and my skills along the way to match up and to like meet that vision. So yeah, I, I, I am, I'm, I'd say I'm an idea haver an, an idea chaser, um, a thought leader. I just, I love, I love this space that, that I'm in, but the interesting thing about it is that we evolve into greater versions of that, um, with every step, with every conversation, with yeah. every uh, bit of knowledge. And the important thing is to make sure that you're, um, you're accelerating and, and not, you know, receiving input that's going to like decelerate you or, or bring you back. Right. So, yeah, I'd say I am, um, I'd say I'm a more, I'm a more probably enlightened um, version of that person after this conversation, but I am, I am who I say I am. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I love that. Also the part about you recognizing that you're on a journey and not yeah. waking up to the, am I there yet? But just yeah. being like, you're where you are, where your feet are planted and being able to appreciate and enjoy that every day as you go through it. That's a very, very beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even the difficult parts, uh, even the downtime, it's still the acknowledgement that, that I'm on a journey, that I'm, I'm going somewhere and being true to, like I said, you've got to follow that little light mm-hmm. that shows up and it may just flicker for a moment yeah. You've got to grab it and follow it and know that's for me. That's where I'm supposed to be. So that's what keeps the journey going for me. Yeah. Man, that's dope. Thank you so much for your time today, Jamie. It is a pleasure having you on the podcast. And we'll do this again, either online or offline. But it's so glad we could make time for this conversation. Saying thank you for having me, Asha. It's been great. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to speak with you. You're very welcome. 